if you asked, what would you do if you wanted to build an asset? You know, most people would say, okay, well, rent or pan into a mortgage. I'd rather buy a place if I could so that I was paying into an asset. I think that's a pretty common understanding. But when we think of the salary dollars that we're paying every month in our business, is that rent or do you own that? And if the experiences of your people and the best practices of your people and all the stuff that's going up in their heads is something you're financing as a business owner, well, don't you want to capture it in some place that you can keep it if they leave? That's what documentation is all about. It's about building that asset. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our leadership, develop our teams and scale our business in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. In today's episode, we have Chris Rondio. Chris is the CEO of Trainual and also recent author of an incredible book called The Business Playbook. If you've ever wanted to learn, how do you document your SOPs and why should I do that? And how do I get started? And how do I not waste my time on it? And why should I even do it? This is the episode for you. I've wanted to have Chris on the podcast for quite some time. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Chris Rondia. Have you ever tried online marketing before and weren't sure if it was working? Maybe your rep talked about all the impressive features and stats and said things were going great, but you didn't know how all that tied into raw new policies written. Well, that's not the case with DirectClicks. DirectClicks is the premier Google Ads and SEO option exclusively for State Farm agents. Why? They're 100% resource-oriented with an exclusivity guarantee. Every review call you have with your account manager focuses on what really matters to your business, and that's leads and call-ins received. Everything will get broken down to cost per lead received. By investing with direct clicks, you're going to free up time and energy to focus on what's most important in your agency and doing what it is you do best. This will be the best investment you make for your team by spending confidently and scaling your agency today with exclusive online marketing partner, Direct Clicks. Visit us at directclicksinc.com. Ambition is the first step towards success. It's time to level up your agency. And Coach P Consulting will help you do just that by using the same strategies he used to sell over 700 life insurance policies in 2021 alone. Now, this is not your regular one and done type coaching. You'll get personalized coaching two days a week, every week of the month, and you'll get a live look behind the scenes of his team training and an office that's performing at the highest level. There's a reason Coach P Consulting is the fastest growing coaching company for insurance agency owners in the country. Coach P will train your team alongside his own and show you the exact steps they're taking to achieve chairman circle, exotic travel, and multi-line presence club, and be one of the few agents to be selected to have a third office. So whether your goal is to be at the top of your local market or amongst the best in the country, this training will give you the strategies and the tactics to get there. For just $250 a month, you'll get high-level coaching each week from someone who is already getting it done at that level, and his strategies work, and it's time to put them to work for you. Sign up at coachpconsulting.com and get your first full month for free when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. 
Chris Ranzio, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have you. So as I told you before we got started, I am a big fan of Trainual. But before we get into all of that and your latest book that came up, I would love for you to just kind of detail for people, we start with background and origin story, a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today, because I think it's always fascinating to hear people's journeys. Yeah, sure. So I grew up on the East Coast outside of Boston, and I started my first business when I was 14 years old. I was in high school. It was a video production company that started by just filming the soccer games and football games at my school. And then it expanded around the state of Massachusetts, around New England. And by the time I went to college, I had to hire other camera operators to film events while I was in class. And so that was a big moment for the business because I had to figure out how to not be on the camera and how to not edit the videos and see if I could keep this company alive and making money. And so fortunately figured it out. I would take the train into Boston and find other university students that were looking for things to do. And, and I built this directory of all these different people that had different skills and were far better than me at actually doing the work. And so my main job became getting the contracts and how do I find organizations that want to hire me and my budding crew. So after school, I opened an office north of Boston and we started doing events up and down the East Coast. And then it was across the country to the West Coast. And as I grew the business, we had over 300 camera operators. We opened three offices and we were doing all these sporting events. But really what the company was, was a logistics company. We would find crews in different cities we would train them online on how to show up and look and feel and act like one business. And then they would send all their footage back to us. And we had this distribution hub where we'd ship videos all over the world. And so as I started to meet entrepreneurs, I saw a couple of things about my business were pretty unique. One, I was running it remotely. There was stuff going on everywhere. Two, we had every system and process and everything just fine-tuned to a T. And a lot of entrepreneurs were envious of that. And then three, I wasn't really actively involved in doing much for the business. We had people that were doing all the work and, and I was treating the company like I was an owner of it. And so when I sold the business and took a step back, I wanted to help other entrepreneurs experience that same journey to kind of package up what their company was all about. So I started consulting first in industries like mine, events industries, you know, weddings, businesses and DJs and that sort of thing. It expanded into retail stores and then plumbers and electricians and then medical offices. And I saw every business wants to have what they do packaged in a tangible way so that they can teach it to their new people as they bring them on. They can feel like they've got an asset that exists beyond them. And maybe someday they could sell their company like I did. And so all of that 20 years of that experience is what led to Trainual, which is a software to do exactly that, to package the who, what, when, why, how of your business. Oh, that's so good. Though I have to ask you, was it just naturally, did it come to you when you were doing that with your first business? Well, before Trainual, do you feel like that you were taught that, that did your mom, your dad, your family, or do you feel like that maybe you were just hardwired to think that way at the time? Like, where did that come? I think I learned it over the first couple of years of my business that I, I can't do everything. So I learned that the hard way, just by failing at a lot of things, taking on too much, having a test at school that I failed because I was off doing my business until 1 a.m. the night before. So I learned that the hard way. And then I read a couple really good books. So the E-Myth Revisited was a turning point for me and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And 
So that got me thinking about the systems and business. High school was kind of trial and error for me. I started the business with a partner, eventually bought him out when he graduated and decided to buy out my business partner. And college was when I really started to think hard about treating it seriously. I went to a business school. I was learning about how real businesses operate. And I had the advantage of having my company as kind of a Petri dish where I could test what I was learning in class. Well, I know for me, I had this journey is that I would hear something like this and say, yep, I need to document the things in my business. That's right. I'm going to write that down and it's going to go on my to-do list. I'm going to get around to that. (laughs) And then we begin to put some things together and we don't actually ever do it. Or the other thing happens and then it becomes a 75 page or 175 page manual that I put all kinds of work and effort into. And then it collects dust. It becomes like a binder on a bookshelf. Okay. So just in either of those two, I know somebody has heard that and said, yeah, that's got to be me. Where do you begin? And I've heard you talk about like most people will begin kind of the processes side of it, like a sales process, et cetera. And then from that, we can get into your four P's process, which I think is really valuable. But just address those first two scenarios. Yeah. So a lot of people do exactly what you did, which they either hear this and they just put it off forever. They never do it or they hear it and they take it so seriously that they create this detailed thing that then is outdated a week later. And so I think the right way to go about documentation is do it, document it, delegate it. So it's this framework that I have where in a business, you have to first figure out how you're doing something in the business consistently doing it the same way every single time. And so for you, that might be how you intake a new client. It might be how you put together certain applications. It might be how you follow up with someone, how you manage client relationships on an annual basis. And there's those things that you might be experimenting and fine tuning, but then once you've got it dialed in and you've got a volume of clientele that you're doing the same thing over and over for every person at the same time, now you've got a consistent way to do something. And so documenting that one thing is the unlock to being able to delegate it to someone else. Mm. And so I think in a business, you're kind of brick by brick documenting or formalizing how you do everything in the business. And it's not this one time project to just document your whole business. It's document one thing at a time, one consistent thing at a time. And so Mm. a lot of people, you know, to your point, want to start with processes And for a brand new entrepreneur that's trying to free up some capacity for themselves, they need bandwidth and they need to take a couple tasks off their plate. That's fine. Start with a couple tasks, get them to a virtual assistant or an employee. But once you're hiring multiple people over and over again and starting to really build a team, process is the wrong place to start. And so that's where we get into the four P's of the playbook. So you want me to dive into that? Let's do it. All right. So a business playbook, as I call it, it consists of four things. First is the profile of your business. So in the same way you might have a dating profile or a social media profile, your business has a DNA for a profile that explains who you are. And so this profile is your story, how you got to starting this business. It's your history and the milestones in the company. It's your culture, which consists of your values, your mission, your vision statement. It's the products and services that you offer. And it's the ideal customer that you want to serve. And so all of that together is the profile of what is my business. And a lot of that is on your website. And it's the stuff that you would tell somebody if you bumped into them at the store. Mm -hmm. The next P is your people. 
And so even if what you do is exactly the same and what you sell is exactly the same, the people that work at your business will be different from a competitors or someone in another region. And so packaging together who's who in my business, what are their roles, what are their responsibilities, what departments are they in, what locations, who reports to who, what's the people structure of my business. That's the next big thing that anyone would learn coming into your company. The next P is your policies. So these are kind of your rules of engagement. You get to design your business with whatever rules you want. Some are handed to us by the government and some we get to come up with on our own. Like what's the dress code? What's the office hours? What's our social media policy? Can employees date each other? You know, those are the decisions that we make. And if we don't set the expectation for our employees then they can get those wrong. And then the last P is your processes. And that's your sequences of doing things, your step-by-step, your how-to standard operating procedures. And so it's those four areas of a business that you write down that creates your overall playbook, which is the recipe for how we do what we do and who we are here. Yeah, and you're right. I think the easy thing is to boil it down, the standard operating procedures. I'm going to go document and everything I'm going to document is only like I start with and I end with processes. I'm only going to document how do we have this sales conversation, which you're saying, hey, look, that's important. We need to document that. That's something we're doing on a daily basis. But it's everything else that has to really happen from what I'm hearing you say. It really has to happen before because somebody could be technically doing it the right way. They're following the process. But if they don't understand like, well, why am I doing it that way? It doesn't really matter if they actually literally follow the steps the correct way. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. You can have the same step-by-step process and two people can correctly do all the steps, but it's what's unwritten between each of the steps. It's the context of, you know, why does this matter to the business and who's supposed to do this and who's stepping on someone else's toes if they're the one that's doing this and how do we behave to our customers? How do we want our customers to feel here? All those things are very different than just the sequence of steps to carry out to do a task. I was on a call this morning And we were talking about with this group of business owners from around the country. I didn't even think about it at the time that I would end up having this conversation with you later today, but I think it's a good analogy basically or illustration for this conversation. And that is almost to a person, every one of them, we were talking about energy. We were talking about like what drains us of energy in our businesses and then what gives us energy. And like to a person, everyone was like details, 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 not detail person. Not a detail person. Don't want to do pay for it. Don't want to do details. So I guess what I'm saying there, Chris, is like help us reconcile this need to like intellectually know, okay, I need to detail all this out. But yet like the founders, the owners themselves are like, I'm not that person. So like, that's a real quandary. Dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, Well, let me let you off the hook. You don't have to do it or you don't have to do it all yourself. What the details do is in a way they set you free. Like if you don't give someone any details, if you don't give them the instructions on how to do something and they do it wrong, then you have to correct their performance. And you have one of those conversations that's like, oh, you did this wrong. Well, you didn't tell me I was supposed to do it this way. Well, okay, now I'm telling you, (laughs) you know, you're, you're almost backward. You're providing the details in reverse if you don't provide them up front. But if you don't know how to do the thing because it's not the thing that you did in the business, then it's not your responsibility to write the thing down. And so the extent that founders need to document is the extent of that they put that first circle of people around them to take responsibilities off their plate. And so if you want to get something off your plate, that's who you want to communicate the details, the instructions to. But as the business grows, 
not everyone reports to the founder. Mm. And in that case, everyone else starts to come up with their own best practices and innovation for how to do things in the business. And they start to bring on other people into their team. And then those people are the ones that are writing down the details and documentation. And so for a founder, I think it's important to know I'm good at this. Or I'm not good at this. I'm not good at details. Recognize the things you need to get off your plate and then communicate them to someone in the easiest possible way for you. If it's sitting down and having them record you do it or recording your screen or turning on a camera like this and just pressing record and go, explaining something is documenting. Screen recording yeah. is documenting. You don't have to write a term paper to document. Yeah, that's true. And you know, there are so many great software tools out there that will help with Trainual. I mean, I'm a huge Trainual fan myself. We started using it a few years ago and it makes me think, my goodness gracious, we'd have had this years prior and I could have just stacked one video or one document, Word document, PDF or something over the years. Like, I mean, the content that we would have had would have been transformational. Also, I've seen where they get perfectionism. You know, it's like, well, I want to do the video just right. It's a four minute video. You don't have to get it. You don't have to get it exactly right. Just do it. Just riff off of it. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue, increase your bottom line, and better manage your taxes? Club Capital is here to help. Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agents in the country, providing monthly accounting, tax strategy, and CFO services. Way more than bookkeeping and your everyday run-of-the-mill tax prep, Club Capital is focused on providing financial and tax advisory services that help you plan and forecast your agency's performance. Their financial dashboards and agency forecasting tools help you better understand your agency's historical performance, create and measure future targets, and see how your agency compares to your peers around the country. Imagine what it would be like to understand the impact to your bottom line when deciding to hire a new employee or forecast the impact rate changes or commission rates will have on your business. With over $200 million in tracked annual revenue and $140 million in tracked annual expenses, Club Capital has the data and the team to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. They will help you turn that back office stress into the backbone of your agency's success by giving you the tools to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book a solution overview with one of our business consultants. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. The best use of money is to buy back your time. And one of the best ways to do that is with a virtual assistant. Rock Solid Virtual Assistance brings together top business leaders with exceptional virtual assistants to build successful, relationship-driven teams. The services they provide range from graphic design and marketing to executive admin assistance and everything in between. There are many virtual assistant companies on the market to choose from, but at Rock Solid, their processes and passion for what they do place them at the very top of that list. Not only is their hiring process exceptional, which nets them the very best assistance, but they also provide superior support to their teams for the duration of your time with them. The matching process at Rock Solid is unlike any other, and they have the track record to prove it. Their hands-on approach has proven to increase the success rate of their teams exponentially. So if you're looking to build a rock-solid team for your business, reach out to Tracy and the team for a no-pressure discovery call at rocksolidassistance.com. They value your success as if it were their own, because it is. Yeah, I was just updating our own account. I had a few years ago told our founding story, and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I told it with so much detail, and yet I'm sitting there in my 
home office and I hadn't got a haircut in three months and I, <laughs> you know, everything is shabby. And so the team suggested, well, why don't you go in there and re-record a new story? And I watched it back and I thought, no, this is perfect. There's so much detail. It doesn't need to be every pixel's perfect and looking great. Yeah. The story's yeah. there. Why would I spend more time redoing this? It's there. And yeah. so you don't need to be a perfectionist. You just need to like block by block, build a little bit by a little bit. And another thing we did was we shot little intro videos with our whole leadership team. We have six people starting tomorrow and they're all going through those videos that we recorded a year ago, but we're still the same people. We get the benefit of that introductory video for years and years after recording it. And so it's put in the effort and then you keep getting the ROI. Yeah, just do it one time, but don't let the perfection of it, you know, you don't have to have a fancy, nice camera or even a really nice podcast microphone. It doesn't need that at all. You can just hold your cell phones up, you know, now to be able to do that. That said, how do we reconcile? Maybe I guess let's go a little granular now. Okay, let's kind of bring it down from like high level to eye level, so to speak. What are some of the best ways that you have seen from the experience of the person who is being trained? What are some mm-hmm. of the best practices of that? Because if we're going to do it, we want them to actually get the benefit and the experience of learning it. So what are some of the things that we can keep in mind there? Yeah. So the first thing I would do is create a really intentional training schedule for someone Mm -hmm. that's joining your business. And so before they even start, you want to create all the calendar invites and build out a schedule for what their first week or their first two weeks looks like. And it'll include time for them to meet their team, anyone that they'll be working with. It'll be time with their manager or you, if you're their manager, to sit one-on-one and talk about their plan for the next 30, 60, 90 days. It'll include maybe some social time to just get to know the broader company. And then most importantly, it needs to include some wide open, self-guided, asynchronous training time because there's a lot to take in when you join a business. So the example I would give you is... If you've ever traveled and had a really long day where you've got a lot of connecting flights and you're dragging bags through the airport and you catch an Uber or something and you get to your hotel and you're waiting to check in, you finally get your room keys, you drag all your stuff up to the bedroom and then you just kind of drop your luggage and collapse on that fresh bed. Like if you've ever had that experience where you're just like, ah, deep breath. That's what our people need when they start in a business because it's a fire hose trying to learn everything about a new company. And so the most important thing is have that schedule and have dedicated open time for them to learn on their own. And that's where your preparation really shines when you've got something built out for their training, when you've got things documented, because you can turn that over to them and they have a sequence of how to go through and learn about the company, learn about their team, learn about the policies, learn about your benefits, learn about the expectations for what they're going to do in the business. And they can bite by bite chip away at that over their first few days or first few weeks. And so it's, it's about creating an experience. And I think that's the important part. That's so true. David Peterson, one of our sponsors, he was sharing that he doesn't ever want somebody going longer than 90 minutes doing one thing specifically is referring to training. And so he has a lot of videos. He doesn't want anybody sitting in front of a computer for more than 90 minutes. He wants them to do that, kind of go deep for 90 minutes and then kind of go take a break. And it's a little bit of Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, you know, about we go deep for a period of time and then have some open space. So in other words, I think that's really valuable about the schedule and not being every minute of an eight hour day scripted, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we do kind of the same thing where 
you want to keep the structure to the day where they've got some important meetings, but then you sprinkle in that open time where they can catch their breath and get their computer set up and download whatever applications and check their email and go through some training. And so you leave time for all that. Yeah, I think it's good. Where do you see people getting tripped up? Okay, so they get the energy and the effort to kind of get this going. They maybe even employ their executive assistant, et cetera, kind of a team around them to say, this is a project I really want to get going. And then it kind of tails off, right? Where do you see that to where they can actually get it, I guess, over the finish line, even though I know it's never actually finished? Like, where do you see that where people fall off? Yeah, so the first finish line is to put together a great orientation experience. Mm -hmm. And so where we see most people launch is they've got someone that's just starting out and they want to teach them what they need to know about the basics of the company. Because your orientation, the things that apply to everyone in the business, is where you can really get the most ROI. It's the same content that you want every single person that joins your business to learn. And so that orientation is usually a first milestone for people. And so beyond that, if they fall off after that, it's because they didn't get granular into the roles and responsibilities of each of their team members. And so that's really the next place I suggest you put some attention into is let's make sure we have a really clear outline of who does what around here. Which roles do we have in the company? Which responsibilities are each of those roles held accountable for? And then you can start to rank those responsibilities in order of priority or in order of which of these are done by the most number of people that we need to create instructions for first. Mm -hmm. And so that becomes kind of your raw material for creating documentation. It's here's everyone's responsibilities and here's the highest opportunity for us as a business to either improve or to do things inconsistently. Let's document that one. So roles and responsibilities become an infinite source of content you could document. And I think that's the next place people need to go. All right. So I'm glad I thought about this because I think this will apply for a lot of our listeners. When you have certainly less than five team members, but we could Mm -hmm. even go as high as 10, Mm -hmm. it's real easy to be dismissive and say, you know what? It's just not worth the effort. It's not worth the effort. We're a small team. If somebody needs to know how to do something, they'll just go across the hallway. They'll go to the office and ask somebody, why would I want to take the time and the energy and the effort to actually do that? I'm not looking to scale to 100 employees as an example, right? Like, can you just speak to that? Yeah, sure. So some of it is insurance. When you've got people that have everything stuck in their head, And you never know when they could have a day off, a medical emergency, something happens, they put in their notice. A little bit of it is just wanting to capture your most critical processes in a place that the business owns. So a little bit of it is that insurance mindset. A little bit of it is cross-training and making sure that people are able to step in for each other if they need to. And then a little bit of it is growth opportunity. So each of your people, when they're doing something over and over again, if they don't see a path to being able to hand off some of those responsibilities, they may start looking for growth elsewhere. But if you can show them that, look, let's go through your most common processes and figure out, is this something that we will need a second person here to help with so that you can take on some higher level work? Let's get that documented so that we can prepare for that next person. It's a growth opportunity. And so I would say for a team of five, the biggest thing that you want to be aligned around is your culture and your policies and your history and common values. And so a lot of that stuff is in that profile section. But when you get into process documentation, it's for 
insurance, cross-training, growth opportunities. And you start with the most critical things that the business relies on. An important point I want to make here is that the goal shouldn't be to document 100% of our businesses either. Mm. The goal should be, let's document the 50, 60, 70, 80% that is changing the least frequently. And then the rest of your business that's kind of subject to change or innovation mode, that doesn't need to be written down because next week it'll be irrelevant, you know? And so it's, what are the things that our business really relies on that we want to make sure that we've got backed up? Yeah. You know, I think it's so true. I love the fact that you talked about, you know, it's stuck in their head. They want to take off. It's just intellectual property of the business. And that's not just true for the team. It's very true for the business owner. It's the IP lands only in their head. And so to get to this almost euphoric place where the business thrives without the business owner is a place that all everybody wants to get to, but they think, I just don't even know where to start. And I'm not saying this just because you're on here, but truly documentation of the profile, the people, the policies, the processes, being able to document that is really the only way to be able to do it because otherwise they can't live in your head. They just cannot get in your head, regardless of how big the business is, right? Yeah, we trademarked the phrase, get your business out of your brain because I was saying it so often. It's like, that's what we all want to do. It's stuck up here. And if you want your business to exist beyond you and to be able to run beyond you, you got to get that out of your head. And it's also kind of a relief when you get that written down. And know that, okay, it's captured. You know, one of the analogies I've given before is when you think about it kind of like in real estate, you could buy land, buy a property, or you could rent. And Mm -hmm. if you asked, what would you do if you wanted to build an asset? You know, most people would say, okay, well, rent or paying into a mortgage. I'd rather buy a place if I could so that I was paying into an asset. I think that's a pretty common understanding. But when we think of the salary dollars that we're paying every month in our business, is that rent or do you own that? And if the experiences of your people and the best practices of your people and all the stuff that's going up in their heads is something you're financing as a business owner, well, don't you want to capture it in some place that you can keep it if they leave? That's what documentation is all about. It's about building that asset. I've heard it said before, income follows assets. Income mm-hmm. follows assets. And therefore, all of those documentations, how you do business, why you do business that way, your profile, et cetera, is an asset of the business. And the better that asset is, the more the income is going to follow that way. Where can people pick up the book, The Business Playbook, which is fantastic, highly recommend. And then also, if they want to contact someone on your team about training well themselves to utilize that software, where would you point them to for both? Sure. So the book, thebusinessplaybook.com or just search on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever you get your books. And then Trainual is just trainual.com, like a training manual. So you can download our free templates, try a free trial, and there's a ton of content on there. Chris, last book that you read? 12 and a half by Gary Vee. So good? It's really good. Yeah. It's like the emotional ingredients to being a good leader. And he says there's 12 and a half because the half of one he's still developing. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought it was good. Classic Gary V. I was going to say this earlier. One quote that Gary has that I really like is document, don't create. I love that because it lowers the bar. Just document, don't create. That's one of his quotes. Other than your book, what is the book that you recommend the most to other business owners? The E-Myth, which I already talked about here. And 
it was really cool. Michael Gerber, who wrote the E-Myth, wrote the forward to my book. So that was so cool to have it come full circle. Super cool. Yeah, very popular book within our circles too. What's your favorite quote? I want to build a life, but I want to live there too. It's from a song. And I just, I love the idea that we work so hard to build our businesses and to build up a life. But then if you're not enjoying it, then what'd you put in all that work for? And so I think it's a good reminder. Love it. Other than Trainual, what's your favorite tech tool or app that you use every day? I would say my favorite tech tool, if we're getting into hardware, it's like my iPhone that's glued to me, but software wise (laughs) would be probably simple things like Slack. I'm on all day and there's a tool called ProfitWell that we use for all of our finance analytics. And I'm looking at that constantly too. Who would you love to sit next to on a 10 hour flight dead or alive and why? The first one that came to mind was Michael Jordan. And the reason for that is because when I was a little kid, I was four years old and I was on a red eye flight with him, but I fell asleep and did not get, (laughs) so my mom told me about it after. And so I thought I'd always like a second try. (laughs) Oh man, oh man, yeah, that's a good one. I'm a big Jordan fan. When you're not working, what do you love to do? I love trail running and hiking and uh, I got into triathlons. So I just like being outdoor and some kind of endurance sport because I can listen to podcasts like this one. I can learn and I can just have some time to recharge. Who do you love to learn from? Who are a couple people that you follow for business advice, et cetera? Let's see, in the software world, Dan Martell has been really great. I've learned a lot from him. In just the general business world, Clayton Mask is an advisor of mine. He is the CEO of Keep, which was formerly Infusionsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been great. Damon John is an investor in Trainual from Shark Tank, and so it's fun to follow his lessons. I really like learning from all my leaders too. So everybody on my leadership team and in some way has a thought leadership element to what they're doing, and I learn so much from how they run their teams. Fill in the blank. 10 years ago, I had no idea this would be so hard. Uh, 10 years ago, I had no idea. I don't feel like much is hard right now. I was trying to think of some like quirky example about uh, about like getting my Zoom feed to work or something, but <laughs> I feel like life has gotten much easier and that's probably what I wouldn't have expected. I thought I'd be grinding forever and just getting by and finally created something scalable, which is cool. I love it. Best piece of leadership advice you've ever received? The one that always comes to mind is your network is your net worth. Mm. The idea that one connection can open up so much opportunity for our businesses. <laughs> always be pursuing those connections. I love it. Chris, this has been fantastic. I've learned so much. Thanks for being the leader that you are and appreciate you coming on the podcast. I hope to have you back on in the future. Thanks, Bradley. This is fun. A few things stand out. I think none more important than the four P's, the four parts that he talks about is profile, people, policies, and then processes. And then whenever we had the discussion around, that's where everybody starts is at the back end, number four, which is the processes. And also, whenever we had the conversation around, you know, the details set you free. I wrote that down and circled that. The details set you free. And then also, How do we, as maybe entrepreneurial ADD business owners, right? How do we not get shiny object syndrome and actually get the ball in the goal line, so to speak, to get this done and get this stood up and get this started? Being able to have other people, employing other people to be able to help you, I think is incredibly important. And they, 
I guess the juice is worth the squeeze, quite frankly. I mean, it's worth the effort that it takes to get this done. A few of the things stood out, orientation experience, like the entire experience for your team, especially new team members, putting together a training schedule, I think is really valuable so that they know and you know what is the training schedule actually going to look like. And then whenever he also said, just get your business out of your head, get your business out of your head. And they trademarked that. I think it is, man, that is so true. Get your business out of your head. If there is one thing they take away from this podcast, I think it is that one. Get your business out of your head. Last thing I would say, I asked him about, hey, if you have a smaller company and say less than 10 employees, why would you go through the process of doing that? I think I said five. It doesn't really matter the number, but you got my point. I think he said, you know, it's you've got intellectual IP in the heads of your team members, not just you. Secondly, cross-training. And then number three, growth opportunities. That was really well put. I didn't know what he was going to say there. That was a really good answer to that question. You know, in talking to Chris, he really reminded me of Matt Jones and Matt, Matty Jones, uh, the founders of Direct Clicks. It really does because they have such a systematic way that they go through with their clients to ensure the best experience possible. You know, you need to take your business online. You know, people need to be able to find you online. It's 2022 and it's only going that way even more. It's becoming more and more important every single day, but you may not know exactly how to do that. Go to directclicksinc.com, book a discovery call with somebody on their team so that they can get to know you, your situation, and help you with your search engine optimization. Being able to help deliver to you really quality leads through Google pay-per-clicks. Their process is dialed in and they're going to be able to help you get an incredible return on your marketing investment. DirectClicksinc.com. I continue to get just incredible testimonials from Coach P, from some of the members of his Coach P weekly coaching program. Greg sent him a message and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know about the huge difference your calls and information has had on our agency in just a few short months. In fact, so much so that I've decided to pursue a second office in my area. So much so that he feels so confident that he's going to go through and actually start a second office. Look, if you want those kind of results, whether you're looking to be the best in the country, you're just wanting to be the best in your area, or you're wanting to be just the best that you can be, maybe it's pursuing a second or even a third office. Go to coachpconsulting.com and make sure that you let David know that you heard about him and his coaching on the Club Capital Leadership Podcast, and you'll get your first month entirely free, entire first month for free. So what is that? Eight calls for you and your team to be able to be on, no questions asked, coachpconsulting.com. Hey, we're really excited. This is the first episode that our new podcast sponsor, Rock Solid Virtual Assistants, have decided to sign on with Club Capital Leadership Podcast. So excited to have them. Listen, I have two of my absolute best team members on our team, Courtney and Ellie. Both I got from rocksolidassistance.com. Go to rocksolidassistance.com. Whether you're looking to hire an executive assistant to be able to take some things off of you. Obviously, in the conversation with Chris, we talked about the importance of being able to document that so that you can hand that off. So if it's executive admin assistance, if it's graphic design and marketing and really everything in between, Tracy and their team 
are amazing. They really are. I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of different companies and even work with some other virtual assistant companies out there. And there is really none better who take the time to really get to know your situation. One of the ways that they do that, I just want to share with you, is that their hiring process, both for their assistants, but then also once you come on board, the care that they take to make sure that that, especially that first 90 days and continuously is so solid. They take the relationships really, really seriously. They want to find the best assistants with the best clients. They have been really in high demand. As a matter of fact, they have a, they've had at one point a little bit of a waiting list to be able to find and match a client with an assistant, but that's why they are actively looking and they're growing their team and they've grown so much over the last few years. I'm so fortunate to have worked with them. So if you have ever considered having an assistant for you, a virtual assistant, whether it's, again, graphic design, a creative assistant, or just an executive assistant, go to Rock Solid Assistance and book a no pressure discovery call with Tracy or someone on their team. Now, there's a lot of talk about how important data is. And I think that it is so valuable to be able to have really, really good data to make decisions. And some of the best data to be able to make decisions on is with your financials. Wouldn't you like to be able to know like, hey, what's the impact going to have of say rate changes or even new commission rates? Or how's the bottom line going to be impacted to be able to hire a new employee? Am I going to be able to actually hire a new employee? We're just talking about rock solid. Maybe you want to be able to bring on an executive assistant. You understand maybe the best use of money is to buy back your time. And so to do that, you can hire an executive assistant. But do I have the money to do that? What's my employee cost relative to revenue? What about my marketing investment? I want to spend more money with direct clicks. But I don't know, do I actually have the funds to be able to do that? Well, how's that going to impact my budget? All of those questions are questions that Club Capital can help you to understand and then be able to help you even know what questions to ask so you can make really good decisions. You can grow the top line of your business. You can grow the bottom line of your business. And you as a business owner will be able to make more money. And ultimately, when you do that, you can have more success in your business and be able to make more investments. Go to club.capital and book a no obligation demo. We wouldn't be able to have this podcast without their support. Book a no obligation demo and speak with somebody on the team today so they can figure out how to take that back office stress and really make it the backbone of your agency's success. All right, everyone. This was a great episode. I loved having Chris on. Big fans of Train One myself. I hope you take a look at that and pick up his book. Until next episode, everyone. Lead well.